right, let's look at uh, Psalm 127 at this time as we begin to talk about the doctrine of the family. And Psalm 127 and 128 are psalms that present God's truths about the family, very important statements here, as well as many other places in the Bible. And the fundamental part of his plan is the family, and God speaks much about it in the Bible. And it is a sad reality that much of the church has neglected this for many years, and that's a part of the reason why we're in the state we're in, in our culture, and in, in our churches also, in Christian churches, where the world and the churches are going away from God's plan of the family. Uh, Hosea, the book of Hosea says, my people perish for lack of knowledge. And that is the case with this area that knowledge of God's plans for the family and his designs and that he speaks about in God's word began to be neglected for many generations. And Christians have just gone along with the culture and are now far away from God's plan of the family. And the harmful effects of that are great. And that's a part of our falling away in America is really can be laid at the feet of God's people. I mean, the, the world doesn't know any better. And the world is just following whatever they want to do and following the sin. It's God's people we're responsible to. Uh, we know the truth. We have the truth. And we're to follow it and to be an example to the world. And so we're going to begin, we're going to talk about some of those things that are the important aspects of this area in God's plan. And we see that as God's people got neglectful in this area, Satan has pushed very strongly into this area. You know, as God's people allowed a, a weakness, you know, in our walls, so to speak, if you think about it in terms of, of battle and fighting, you have defenses you have, walls, lines, battle lines, and a very likely scenario in battle, on the battlefield, is you look for a weakness in the enemy lines, and you target that. And that's exactly what Satan has done. We have allowed that to be a weak area. We've fallen away from it, and Satan has rushed into it. And that's exactly what we're experiencing today, from feminism to the total non-functioning of the home where during the week nobody is there in the home the lights are out nobody's there except the dog perhaps if they've got a dog because everybody's going somewhere else even the children and the key thing is God calls the, the man to work, provide for his home. The key one is the, is the wife in that situation of wives understanding God's great call and work for them to provide a home, to care for the home, for the family. It's such an important foundation for life and to be there to care for the children, raise the children and teach the children there in the home. And that is not happening by and large today. And the home is empty the family's not functioning, and the children pay the price. All the family pays the price, but the children pay the biggest price in what they miss out on, and the harmful effects are, are very great. To now then, Satan just pushed that now beyond then to just trying to totally 
redesign the home into all kinds of corruption and craziness. This is all about the doctrine of the home, what we're experiencing today with homosexuality, with transgenderism. All that relates to God's plan for the family. And the way that we respond to that most effectively is to advocate for God's truth. And that was what it comes down to, is we say, this is what the Creator has done. This is what He has made. This is how He designed life, and this is why we should follow it. And it also, because it, it does work the best, because God, the Creator, always does what is best. He knows how things need to work. And so, but the basic answer comes down to say that this is how God has made things to be. And I hear in Christians getting off when they try to deal with this into all kinds of other reasons to just to uh, try to uh, advocate for the biblical family. And they go to all kinds of other reasons except God and except the truth that this is because God, this is the way God's made it. And this is the way God has said to do it. And it's best. And so let's talk about and look at what God says. Psalm 127 speaks of God's work in building families. And it reveals to us it is a very important part of his work and focus. Verse 1 says, Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows, for so he gives his beloved sleep. Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth. Happy is the man who has his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but they shall speak with their enemies in the gate. And so the first half of the psalm states the fundamental truths, the basic truths of God created this work of the family, the entity of the family, and he is actively working to build this on the earth. God is building the house, the home. It's not talking about the physical structure. It's referring to the home or the family. This is God's work. This is one of the three institutions God has made and set up on the earth that the earth is to be administered by. Life on the earth is operated administered through these three areas, the family, the church, and the government. And the family is first. There is an order to those. It is first. It's fundamental. Before there was a church or a government, there was the family. There was the first family. Family is the first basic unit of society. Everything flows up out of the family. And so it's foundational. And God is building families on the earth as those families follow his word. So he, he refers to the Lord building the family, but then they labor. Then there's humans that are laboring to build the family. And he makes the point that unless the people building that family are in submission to the Lord who created the family and are obeying the Lord, their work is futile in building that family. It will not be built right and it will not operate in the right way. Who are the they that he is talking about? To understand that, we look at the context. 
And we can look at the immediate context of Psalm 127. And to go down to the very end, the last verse, where it says, Happy is the man who has his quiver full of them. So who is he talking about here? He's talking about the father in the home. And then we can look at the context of these psalms and understand this is talking to the men and the fathers who are called to be and set up to be the leaders of the family. And God is speaking to them a word about leading their families, building their families, and that they need to be submitted to the Lord who made the family and gave them their family. And unless they do that, they're going to go astray. And the family will not be built in the way that it needs to be. That will accomplish what God wants it to accomplish. The neat context of these psalms is that this one is in a group of psalms that started back in Psalm 121. And there's 12 or 13 of these. They're all short psalms. And they're called the Psalms of Ascents. And it meant that they were traveling up to the temple to go before the Lord. And the context was that these were psalms that were sung by the men who were traveling to Jerusalem three times a year to come before the Lord. That was a part of what God commanded Israel. He said, three times a year, I want every man to come up to Jerusalem before me at my house at the temple and appear before me and bring sacrifice and offerings. Three times a year, they did that. They were obedient. Every man, every father did that. That is what Joseph was doing there in the New Testament in Luke that we see that glimpse in the life of Jesus as a child. When they went to the Passover every year, that was one of the three feasts. Joseph was a, an obedient man of God in Israel, and he traveled to, to Passover every year. And he brought his family with him, and that's how Jesus went to the Passover there every year. They were to go to three feasts. Passover was one of them. And the second one was the Feast of Harvest or Pentecost, which was 50 days later. And then the third one was at the end of the year, if my memory is right, on the, uh, the Feast of Tabernacles. So there were three times a year they were to make that journey. Every man was to make that journey, to go up before the Lord. And these... Psalms here, these short psalms, were songs that they sang as they made the ascent up the mountains there that Jerusalem was in. These were the psalms they sang, and they were to instruct these men. And so that's the context of Psalm 127. This was for those fathers to teach them the important work they had to do in their family and that they were charged to be the leader of. They, on the earth, they were the leader of the family and they were to build their homes and to lead their homes. And God speaks to them in this psalm and says to them, but you are a servant. You are a servant for me. I am building your family and I'm going to use you to do it. And you must submit and follow my truth and my ways and my designs for your home. And he spoke to the men about that in this psalm. That unless they followed the Lord's designs, they were going to get off base in leading their families. He said, even it's vain. It's vain to rise up early, sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows, for so he gives his beloved sleep. And I think that's a reference to the way men 
typically can get off track is that they can begin to focus only and primarily on a vocation and making money and they give everything to that thinking i'm this is what i'm doing i am i am providing for my home and i'm making money and they're thinking that's my that's their only focus to the neglect of many other very important aspects of their leadership and that's what god pinpoints here and it's very typical very typical today where you have men who have families and and a lot of them care for their families it's an important part of their life but their focus mostly is on just their vocation and their job and making money and paying the bills and getting stuff and that's only one aspect of being a man and being a father in leading a family and building a home and so this psalm is calling speaking to men and it speaks to us today that god has a work he's doing on the earth of building families it is again remember the, the way god has set this up god is delegating these important works to people on the earth and he's delegated the work of the family to the family members and then and particularly to the father the man as the leader he's delegated to him this work that he is doing and once done on the earth that is ultimately important and it is our great responsibility as, as men, as fathers, to be leading our homes according to God's will, according to what He wants to do, and that God is working through us to build families and to build homes. If we don't work under the Lord and following His leadership, He tells us that it's vain what we do, that it's empty and useless and it will go astray. And so the great call to the working family comes many times in a message to the men and fathers throughout the Bible to be submitted to the Lord and following His will to carry out the work of the family as God desires. And that that is an important key to the home being structured in obedience to God. And so... We're going to talk about that a lot in the coming weeks, and I'm going to introduce it today of the seven important aspects of a father's leadership that I've seen in the Bible, a man's work in his home that we're to be doing. And only one of those is providing money for the physical needs. Before we look at that, I want to talk about the, uh, the last part of the psalm. Then he goes to the important aspect of the family of what God is, what He uses the family for, and its purpose in God's designs on the earth. And it is in having and raising children. The purpose of the family is to provide for life on the earth. Its area is the personal life of people, and it provides life on the earth in children, new life on the earth, and then is, is responsible to care for those children, to protect them, to raise them, and nurture them in the way they need to go. That's the work of the family. And it is such a crucial work on the earth. And no other entity is given that work. The church is not given that work. And that's one of the mistakes we're making today, partly out of that the family work is being neglected, as I said, in a lot of families. Now, thankfully, 
God has opened our eyes, and that's a, a big part of why we're here. We probably wouldn't be here if God had not done that work in our family. We'd be off somewhere else in other churches, traditional churches, who are going down that road where everybody's running their separate directions, including mom, and she's, she's chasing a career, and the children are being raised by somebody else. Right now, the state that is totally anti-God, it always was, and now we're seeing the full manifestation of it in carrying out this plan of socialism. See, it's either God's building the family or Satan's building the family that he wants, and Satan's doing that in America, and it's the socialist family. It's a family that does not acknowledge God and totally tries to reinvent the family into a non-family. Satan's doing that. And he has used the public school to do that with all the children there and, and the neglect of the family. The, the church tried to step in at first and tried to replace the family. The church can't do that. The church can't be there all the time. And we're designed to do that. We're called to a one-time-a-week meeting, the first day of the week. Then the rest of the week, it's the family that's carrying out that important work. Day in, day out. 24 hours a day is the family's work. You know, it can be in the middle of the night. And many times it is for a family. That's God's design. And it works. The church can't substitute for that. The government certainly can't substitute for that. They're trying to. The others can't do the work of the family. No one can do the work of the family like the family. God knew what he was doing when he designed the family like he did. With a father, mother, and children. And so I start talking about children. Let's back up that the family is constituted by a marriage relationship between a man and a woman who commit their lives to join their lives together for life in a marriage relationship. That constitutes a family. And God's general plan for that and his usual plan then is children come out of that relationship. Now, he does have a call of singleness for some. It's an exception. It's for a few in special circumstances. And there is that call, though. Apostle Paul had that call. And it was a very important call on his life. But that's the exception rather than the rule. If everybody was single, we wouldn't be here today. We would have died out a long time ago. Because God's purpose of the family is to replenish the earth with new life in each generation. Because... Each generation dies out because of the curse of sin. And so the family has such an important work to produce life on the earth through children and the mother-father who are committed for life, then carrying out God's will, then provide a home for those children and are to raise them to know the Lord and follow the Lord in their life. And that's the important plan of the family. And it works and it is good. It's a good thing. And you can just look at Satan's plan and what he's doing and all of this craziness and all this confusion where people are just destroying their lives and that's their plan of the family. And you look at just basically it is that there is not a structured family that is intact for any length of time, which is very important for children. There's not that stable family that exists. It's either you're just jumping from one relationship to the next and there's never a consistent father and mother, and the children's life are just in a wreck because of that. And they just get passed from house to house. That's the norm today. That's becoming the norm of all relationships. 
They don't even try to get married anymore. They just live together for a while. And then they have, might have a few children. And then they break up and get with somebody else. And those children get pastors, split around every place. And, and they just go from relationship to relationship. And then you go to homosexuality and all this other stuff where there can't even be children. And if it was up to Satan's plan, life would die out, which is really what he wants. But life would die out. It would not even exist. Because children don't come from those relationships. Where he says, oh, it can be two men, it can be two ladies. You can't have children. Contrary to the foolishness of the world today. Uh, I heard now that, you know, all this, the transgender redefinitions they are stating. And that Dr. Fauci, uh, I believe, was, if I heard it right, that he made this statement that it's not just a woman who can have a child today. He actually said that. A medical doctor said that it's not just a woman who can have a child today. And it's just foolishness. It's incompetent. It's not, it's not incompetence. It's total moral bankruptcy where they are trying to rewrite life. But it's futile. They can't. They're just lying. They're just making up all this stuff. Because what they're saying is, if there's a, a woman who then tries to dress like a man and say she's a man, then they're going to say, here, a man's having a baby. Well, that's, that's just a lie. But that's how they're talking today. And they're trying to restructure everything. But God's plan is the only one that works. God's plan is the only one that produces children. And then produces children who will be good citizens by receiving the gospel, repenting of sin, believing on Jesus, and following him, and being a person that uh, follows God. That's the only way life works. And that's God's plan. And that's what he mentions here at the end of the psalm. Children are a heritage from the Lord. And the ones, the, the man, fathers who are in tune with God, then will value children and value his plan of multiplying life on the earth. And then see it as their important duty that they're responsible for caring for that life and teaching that life and, and raising that life. And that's the work he describes there in verse 4 and 5. And the man is leading this work. And in the context, when the, when the man's engaged in, in being involved in it and leading it, of course, the wife's going to be there. She's going to be, she's his willing assistant. And it's a team. It's a team operation. But many times in this being messed up is that the dad's just focused on his work and everything's on the wife. And she wasn't made to bear all of that. And the children need more than just their mother teaching them about God. They need the Father. And so God's plan is what works. And as we go back to the first, unless we follow God's plans and let Him work through us to build our families, it's going to be vain what we try to accomplish. It's going to get messed up. We follow His designs It works, and it works beautifully of a man and woman committed for life and having children, raising those children, and teaching them to follow the Lord. And they carry out that work. They don't hand it off to somebody else. They carry out that work. And the picture here is arrows are made and formed for the Lord to use in His kingdom. And so... This is God's good plan for the family, and it's the only one that works. And we ought to speak up for it and defend it. And again, defend it as because God made it this way, and this is the best way, and this is how it works. And so out of that, 
God's seven areas for man are first to lead his family, to be the leader of his family. And that means he's going to be focused on his home. He's going to see that as his work, his responsibility, that he's got to put some time and energy into. He's the leader. That means he's responsible. Whatever comes out of it and results is his responsibility. That's what it means to take on leadership. And that is a great need. And God is doing that work. Again, this is God's work to build families on the earth. And God has begun doing that to call families back to this. He's done that work in our lives and many other families across our nation. We're in the minority, but God has done that work. He is building families on the earth. And He's using men to understand and refocus on their jobs as leaders And then the team can operate together. If the leader's missing, it greatly hinders the family from operating. Second area of a father's work is to love his family as God does his in the earth. And that's a parallel as Ephesians says that husbands are to love their wives as Christ loved the church. And we are to be carrying out that that love of God, that's a part of the Lord building His family through us, is loving and caring for our families as the Heavenly Father does for His world. Third is providing for our families. That means He's called us to work, to earn income, to provide for needs. The Father is called to do that. That burden is placed on His shoulders. And the New Testament says, if a man will not work, neither shall he eat. That expresses that responsibility. Notice he did not say, if a wife will not work, a wife shall not, whatever, go shopping. It says, if a man will not work, neither shall eat. He lays that work at his feet, that area at his feet. Four is teaching his family, teaching his children. And, and men, it is our responsibility. We are overseers of what is taught to our children, what they are taught and instructed in, and how they are trained. Our wife is our helper to carry that out, but it is our job to set the uh, direction and set the parameters and set the, what is taught and to oversee that. This is always God's plan and is what works, and it's uh, a wonderful thing. You're seeing all that unraveling in the world today and their misguidance with the public schools where it's been going on for years, but now... Parents are seeing the ramifications of it all. It's kind of a little too late, but at least they're standing up and trying to do something, which is good. And you see parents and fathers going to school board meetings there in Virginia. has got national news where they're standing up for their families. Hopefully, they will connect the dots and say, I got to pull my kids out of this corrupt system that is not for their good, it's for their harm. But you see fathers confronting school boards who knowingly put in policies that are, that are harmful to their kids and had their kids harmed at school, crimes committed against kids at school directly as a result of their policies, and they heard about it and were told about it and then just did nothing. Even the world is seeing the uh, collapse of that, and they're approaching those school boards and saying, no, this is, we are not accepting this. It's all just the unraveling where they've gone away from this plan. Sadly, these parents are learning the bad results of their choice to 
turn the care of their kids over to somebody else. And they're saying they're not trustworthy. So the fourth area is teaching our children. The fifth is disciplining them. And the fathers are charged with this area that we're to lead in that. And that's very important, especially when they're young, is ministering discipline. So they begin to learn right and wrong and learn to turn away from that. And that comes through the physical discipline in the home that's carried out in love, just as the Heavenly Father does for us. And Proverbs talks a lot about that. Uh, Six is protecting our children, our families and our children. And this is an important area of a man's work. It does involve two areas. It involves physical, of course, and that is becoming more of a threat today. And uh, fathers, you need to just be aware of that. With all of the uh, flooding of immigrants across our borders, Our land is becoming more dangerous, and that means we need to take more precautions with our kids and particularly our daughters. The cities have become very dangerous places where there's lawlessness. There's no enforcement with the police. That has resulted in uh, crime just having a free hand, and that, that should come into our thinking of things we might do or not do because of the physical threat to our, our families. That's a real thing. It's growing in our, in our country today to a degree we have not had in the past. But then there's spiritual protection. We need to protect them from the spiritual harm of Satan in the culture of all of the darts that he throws and all of the wiles of the devil, Ephesians speaks about, to harm people, harm our families, we need to protect them, protect them from sin coming into our homes, into our minds and our hearts. We need to protect our families from that. That's our job. That's God's work. We're to carry out that work in our families. And then the seventh is praying for our children. You see this modeled over and over in the Bible of the role of a prophet, of a leader in Israel, a leader, and then the fathers were charged to pray for their children. As a part of, and it really concludes back to what Psalm 127 says, is that this is a spiritual work that God is doing through us. And so a very important thing is we're going to, we need to be on our knees praying to God to say, God, help me to leave my home. And then praying for our family members with things that are going on. We're praying, seeking the Lord's help, who is the one who builds the family. And not acknowledging God, again, he goes back and says, then you labor in vain. You try to protect your home. You try to stay up late, try to protect your home. And he says, it's in vain if you are ignoring me. Again, it's a, God has arranged it. It's a partnership. It is a delegating to us. We have our part to do, but God is the one overseeing all of it and working through us. And we must stay close to him, acknowledge him, and do what we're to do. God's not going to do everything. For us, he delegates it to us and we carry out, though we carry out what he wants at his direction and in his power. And that is what Psalm 127 presents and it's so important for us as men to have that perspective in carrying out these seven areas and being the leader of our homes and have our families accomplish what God wants them to accomplish. All right, we're going to stop there and, and we'll expound more on these seven areas in the coming weeks. All right, let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for your wise plans of how you design life. We praise you for your design of the family and what you've given to us in our homes and the love that can be there, the love that's provided, the companionship, the provision, uh, the protection. 
and the instruction and the help. And uh, we thank you for our families and pray that you'd help us to carry out your plans on the earth, that your will would be carried out and you would build our families through us. Our work would not be in vain. May you protect us from the attacks of the evil one. May you give us strength and wisdom of how to deal, Lord, with the challenges that we have, uh, that each of us faces. Help us to carry out your work on the earth through our families. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.